This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Today on the show, Charlotte Crone, trombone, keys, vocals and so much more. She's a stalwart of the Christchurch music scene and has played in a variety of guises with most of the musicians in the Garden City. And she's been a huge part of a successful all-girl big band. Charlotte not only cares about keeping music alive, but also the institutions and people who are integral to it. So what's on the horizon for this brass adept and what sort of musical future does she see for Odatahi? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Charlotte Crone on 96.9 Plains FM. Charlotte, I want you to tell me about the first moment music entered your life as a young child, first time you heard it or you went, What's that? Well, I am a daughter of a um, music teacher. I did not have a choice. (laughs) Music was going to be there all the time. And Dad um, played a few different things. He he studied music education. So the first sounds of music I I heard were probably him playing the piano, making up lots of different medleys of popular songs from his era. What sort of stuff was he playing from memory? We did go to church back then, and um, so there was a bit of church music, hymns and things like that. Um, He's pretty proud of a rock and roll version of Mary Had a Little Lamb that he can play. (laughs) Your father's still with us? Yeah, my dad's still. Does he still play piano? Yep. Does he still play that rock and roll version of Mary Had a Little Lamb? Sometimes. (laughs) Um, He also plays organ at the church, and he's joined a ukulele group, and... An um, accordion orchestra, I think, sometimes. Uh, any other musicians in the immediate family? My half-brother, Lindsay Crone, he, he's um, a musician as well. He plays guitar and does vocals in some pretty heavy metal bands. And in my further extended family, my grandparents all played a bit of music and some second cousins are really um, involved. In fact, I think I've got a... I've got a second cousin in the States somewhere who's um, a professor of bassoon. <laughs> but I've never, I don't think I've ever met him. So if you're out there, Michael, I'd love to meet, <laughs> I'd love to meet you and talk about bassoon. So from a young child, we're hearing a lot of medleys on the piano around mm-hmm. home. When was the first time that, that you either picked up an instrument or uh, perhaps you began to sort of like vocalise music oh, yourself? Yeah. It would, it would have been very young because I just wanted attention <laughs> quite a lot. Um, but Was that because Dad was spending a lot of time oh, playing piano and organ or maybe, dealing with the church? Maybe. I, um, I have a sister as well and we just used to like um, performing in front of our guests and visitors. Was but this it, the full routine? Was, were there dance moves <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and things? Yeah, definitely dance moves. So what sort, of, what sort of acts were you emulating even from a young age? Um, one of the first... Shows I got to go to was Cats, and um, good timing because there's a very strange trailer that's just come out for the live-action film of the musical Cats. Was this in Christchurch? Yeah, I saw a production in Christchurch. Six or so? Yeah, it blew my mind at at that age, and Mum bought the cassette tape of the (laughs) soundtrack, and so 
my sister Polly and I would um, put that on and dance around wearing um, some kind of cat mask. In, in terms of my education in music, I started with Suzuki. Um, Mum took me along to um, lessons in Ashburton um, on violin first and then piano. In intermediate, I took up cello with kind of regular lessons and switched to a more classical uh, teacher in piano later as well. Okay, so there's a wide array of of instruments. We've been singing mm. from an early age. Now, I know a big part of your life is the is the trombone. When did that sort of enter yeah. into your life? Um, mid-teens. I wanted subconsciously to be playing a different kind of options and genres and that sort of thing. Um, and our school jazz band did not have many brass players and the only trombone player was a girl that I really looked up to and she was about to finish high school and, and go off to uni. Do you remember her name? Julia Fruin. Yeah. <laughs> Julia Fruin. Yeah. She's kind of one of the reasons, she probably doesn't know this, but yeah, I took up trombone because she was leaving school and I was freaking out that our jazz band would not have a a trombone player anymore. It looks, it sounds a bit silly now. I think about it, but but obviously the trombone is a really important part of a of a jazz band. For a jazz big band, definitely, it's right in the middle of it. Provides a lot of the harmony and a lot of the punch. Are there any um, famous trombonists um, that you could sort of like point out that um, the average uh, person out there might might know? What era? It's throughout time, really. Yeah, okay. Um, As Louis Armstrong was to uh, to trumpet. Around that time, I think Kid Ori was like a, a traditional jazz, kind of Dixie style. J.J. Johnson was uh, later, but a big influence of my teacher, Scott Taitoko. And um, so he, he had transcribed a lot of J.J. Johnson. So we've gone through high school at... In Ashburton, mm-hmm. uh, if there wasn't uh, trombone and music in your life, what else would Charlotte have done for a crust? Always arts related. In fact, I tried to mostly only take art subjects at high school and the the careers advisor was like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Um, you should take geography or keep taking maths. What was the reasoning for that? Probably just to make me a balanced human and... It's it's probably a good idea, you know, have, have, balance yourself out, have a few more areas. So there was the move from Ashburton to, to Christchurch. Was there a specific reason for that? I was moving up to study at um, what was then the CPIT Jazz School. Okay. Now Art of Music Arts. So this would have been about 2009 yeah, that's or when thereabouts? I, that's when I started study. So what did you go into... Um, um, Jazz school, we'll just call it. Uh, What did you go into to study there? Uh, Specifically jazz trombone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was for two years. And then I could uh, choose between continuing with performance or um, taking another major, which was arranging, jazz arranging. So in, in third year, I chose to do arranging and we kind of got our own direction, um, to choose from, to to create, to get a group together and record it. Um, one of the terms was dedicated to big band arranging, and 
I probably learnt the most useful stuff in that term. What was the biggest thing about jazz school that was a surprise to you or perhaps a disappointment or something that you thought, oh, I didn't realise it was going to be like this? There weren't any disappointing parts. It was mostly me just being a deer in the headlights and getting all freaked out. <laughs> um, so what kind of encouragement was there for you know for a person coming in and perhaps being overwhelmed by this new new setting? Um, I found a lot of encouragement from my peers. And eventually, when you broke through the ice and, and started jamming with everyone, um, sharing stories and and talking to the year groups above you about how they found it, that was the best um, thing for settling in and, and starting to enjoy it. Do you keep in touch with any of your contemporaries from your your year grouping? Yeah, definitely. Anyone um, in particular that's still doing some music stuff out there? Yeah, my best friend Lucy McElwarm, uh lives in Wellington now and she's still doing music. Um, she was in my year group. Chris Weathy, who goes by Chris William. Chris William Weathy? Yeah. And he's just got a new single out I've seen yeah, just yeah. this morning. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Sam Blacklock was maybe in the year above me, but we were the same year at school. And he's over in um, the States. He's launched a big kind of Instagram following around pickup jazz. And yeah, it's going amazingly for him there. You talk about starting in 2009. How did the Christchurch Quakes of 2011 affect you during your course of study? So that was a really crazy year for everyone. Where the jazz school was situated, it was literally right on the edge of the cordon for months. So um, on the day of the earthquake, I was biking to school a little bit late for my first arranging lesson of the year. Was that a good thing? You know what? Yes, probably. I was just on the outskirts of um, the four Avs when it happened, and then um, I wanted to go and find people. So I did walk my bike into town and find some groups. And there were lots of old buildings in that area around jazz school that, you know, bricks and um, bits of facade were kind of crumbling and falling down. So, yeah, if I'd been early having a coffee... <laughs> Across the road, perhaps, that would have been a nasty place to have experienced it. We've already covered a huge amount of ground from Ashburton to, to Christchurch to uh, famous trombonists uh, to some of the groups uh, that you've been in. Uh, but it is time for some music. And I want to hear, is there a particular artist who you would consider uh, an influence in your musical life, whether in composition or performance? For my own music, in, in terms of songwriting... A big influence on me is Fiona Apple. She's a, a songwriter from the States and has a really quirky outlook and I can't think of anyone else who's like her. Apart from Tori Amos? Oh, yeah. Perhaps? Yep. And the singer, She's songwriter, pianist? Very different voice. Very. But, but yeah, um, solo, female, piano and edgy, I guess. Yeah, those elements um i really like the choices of instruments that she has and i like the the poetry in her lyrics and how how strong they are even if 
you know, she can mix up rhyme schemes and she can have very odd metaphors, but they work so well and they're so unique. Yeah. Is there a uh, particular track from Fiona you'd like to play? I'd love to play um, the very first track I was ever introduced to of her um, by my music teacher from high school, and it's called Extraordinary Machine. I certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes I certainly haven't been spreading myself around I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb But I'm good at being uncomfortable so I can't stop changing all the time I notice that my opponent is always on the go Go slow so as not to focus And I notice He'll let you ride with any guide As long as they go fast From whence he came But he's no good at being uncomfortable So we can't stop staying exactly the same If there was a better way to go Then it would find me I can't help it The road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me are treating me mean I'll make the most of it I'm an extraordinary machine I seem to you to seek a new disaster every day You deem me due to clean my view and be at peace and lay Along for long before you came into the play I am the baby of the family It happens so Everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes While the chaperone Curious, you're looking down your nose at me While you appease Courteous to try and help But let me set your mind at ease if there was a better way to go, then it would find me I can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, or treating me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine But the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, or treating me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine If there was a better way to go, then it would find me I can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Are treating me mean I'll make the most 
the Garden of Sound interview with Charlotte Crone on 96.9 Plains FM. Hey my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singleton Mingle. If you're looking for a top-notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing out t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many, many moons. He's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the World Wide Web, atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Charlotte Crone on Plains FM 96.9. It's the time in the show, Charlotte, when I talk about gigs that you've been to. Was there a gig you went to as a, as a young child? Perhaps something after Cats. What was maybe something you went to in your, your uh, teens that maybe you paid some money yourself mm. to go and see? Big gig. A big gig. It was Sparks in the Park. Wow. <laughs> Okay. But just the element of those fireworks was enough to, like, traumatise me. So it, it, it's pretty obvious from the name. It, it's fireworks. It's in a big open public space. It's a, it's a free performance. And there's a lot of classical music there. Yeah. So what's your abiding memory, apart from the being scared out of your, your skin? Um, oh, I love the orchestra and all of the different instruments in it. And, yeah, just the power of it, of that sound. What about something that's, um, we go back to the formative, let's say in your teens, some, yeah. it doesn't have to be big, something that you've attended, which you went, wow, it opened a doorway for you, or just something that sort of, here's a whole new sphere of music. Not a concert I attended, but a concert I listened to a recording of was um, Bikurunga with the CSO, and which was recorded in the town hall, and... Um, Subsequently, years and years later, after having listened to this CD, I started meeting people who were either playing in it or had arranged for it. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this was such an inspiring recording for me that um, her songs were taken and I, I knew the versions of them from the albums and then I could hear versions of them with all these extra layers and... Um, new sections and I was just like this is great do you know who arranged was there one single person who did all the arrangement for that um performance I don't know if he did all of them but um probably a majority of them was were done by Tom Rainey uh-huh um a very awesome arranger and educator here in Christchurch um and in fact the all-girl big band have a concert coming up. Um, we're playing as part of a charity fundraiser for the Maya Health Foundation, and we are playing with Bikrunga, um for a few tracks. And it's a little secret I might just let you in on that um, we might be playing one of her songs and using a kind of reimagined arrangement um, that Tom's doing for us. So fantastic! Yeah. What is the the date? It's obviously a fundraiser, so a a um a ticketed yeah, event. Yeah, a ticketed event, and it's at um the Limes Room in the town hall, and it's on the thirty first of August. Thirty first of August, end of this month. Yeah, fantastic. 
you've been in so many groups across the year and played so many different types of music and different instruments and so on. What's something that you'd say to yourself, like a young Charlotte sort of heading out to, to watch out for or to, you know, keep your eye on um, to, to make the most of those opportunities? Practice can be enjoyable. Once you find something that you can just practice for hours and hours, you've kind of unlocked something and um, that will help you just to get better and better. Enjoying practices is one piece of advice I'd give myself. Um, Listening carefully to others. How important in writing or playing jazz is um, the shared or tacit knowledge of the individuals involved, sort of like coming from the same same background. Is that a crucial part? It's only crucial if you're new to it, I think, because if we didn't have any musical groups where people were coming together from different genres, you'd never get any new genres. So I think that's the crucial thing, is that we have these genre crossovers and different backgrounds crossing over. Um, it, it helps to be at a similar experience level so you could have um, a jazz musician who's been gig- gigging for years and a classical musician who's been reading music and playing concerts and being conducted for years hopefully if they were open minded enough they could easily work together just because they've had so much experience um, but e- even though those two, two worlds can be very different Across the years, um, are there any places that maybe are lo- no longer with us in Christchurch um, that you've played at that um, you've got fond memories of? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, probably countless, but um, one in particular, which was a beautiful old building and, and just a, a great-sized venue and space, was the Harbour Light um, Theatre on London Street in Littleton. And they just had a great setup and business model there where um, I think you just had to ensure that they had over $1,000 worth of bar sales or something like that in the night that you were there. Um, and if they didn't, if you didn't make that, then you had to top it up. Um, so that really encouraged you to get people to your concert. Anywhere else in Christchurch that's particularly fond um, the Ducks Deluxe, which has um, reinvented itself as Duck Central in town, but the the old venue um, in the Arts Centre, I played in a battle of the bands there. Didn't get through, but that's okay. <laughs> what were you playing? Um, that was my wee group called Charlotte and the Thump. Okay. Um, so were you out front? Were you singing? Yeah, yeah. I was singing and playing keys. And um, Where did that name come from? That's... Oh man! Was it just You're the essence of the, the past? Was this the essence <laughs> of the band? Was it you know quite quite percussive, quite in your face? I really wanted to be um, yeah dynamic and theatrical. Um, the name actually came from a different band that was just a one-off called Acid Thumb, and I did want to be called Charlotte and the Thumb, but then that didn't sound as good as Charlotte and the Thump, so it just changed. I think it's time for some music. I want to talk about some of your favourite songs across the year, or perhaps have you got a current fave, something that you're uh, you're listening to that you'd like to share? Yeah, there is just so much access to music now that sometimes you don't know where to start. But um, someone I've come across is 
Jacob Collier. Yeah. And he is an amazing arranger and um, songwriter who has just kind of, yeah, sprung up on the internet. For me, anyway, that's how I found out about him. Um, and he's kind of famous for doing amazing covers and one that I really love, which is very cinematic and has a, um, a very awesome orchestra from, I think, Amsterdam. Well, I might have got that wrong. But um, it's an arrangement of every little thing she does is magic by the police. Yeah, I love it. It sounds kind of like a Disney track. So, yeah, hope you enjoy. Lose my nerve as I've done from the start Every little thing she does is magic Everything she do just turn me on Even though my life before was tragic Now you know my life for her goes on To tell the story of a thousand rainy days since we first met It's a big enough umbrella, but it's always me that ends up getting wet Every little thing she does is magic, everything she do just turn me on Even though my life before was tragic, now you know my love
Thanks for being with us today. Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. Now, working with Mint is great, not only because they're easy to deal with, but because they can quickly sort out the type of lending that's right for you. Mint can help you with unsecured business loans. Now, if there's no security available, but you have good cash flows and a healthy credit record, an unsecured business loan could be the option your business needs. You can find out more by phoning 0800 666 or visiting mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Charlotte Crone on Plains FM 96.9. Charlotte, I want to talk about writing music and producing music because uh, we've done the sort of like the performance stuff of it. Um, all Girl Big Band. Now, now that's the thing. How long have you played uh, with those guys? It will be coming up three years. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about um, some of the stuff you've you've played, and more importantly, have recorded uh, with them. Um, what was probably the sort of like the the best recording uh, project you've worked on with the All Girl Big Band? In terms of studio recordings, in two thousand and eighteen, we went to Orange Studio, um, where they've got a nice big room and. Uh, we were able to track everything at the same time, and we did a four-track EP there. They're all arrangements of existing pieces, but one day I hope we get to do our own fresh arrangements or even our own compositions. Exactly. So give me the makeup of the all-girl big band. I mean, what's involved? Who are the sort of the key key players in that? Yeah, sure. A big band is a standard format, four trumpets, four trombones, five saxophones, so that's um, two alto, two tenor and a baritone. So that's the horn section which I'm a part of, so that's what I said first. But the rhythm section is just, if not more important, I can't believe I'm saying that, <laughs> my drummer will love it. Um, so yeah, there's drums, bass, guitar keys and, and of course our singer Kate Taylor who's our um, front front lady and occasionally we might have um, some guests who kind of feature with us as well. How did the band um, start off? From a conversation between Kate and our band leader Lana Law who's um, a saxophone player and she can play I think most of them um, and flute and she's playing our lead alto in our band. But they were talking after being in a concert um, that was dedicated to Kate's grandfather, Doug Kelly, who's um, a jazz arranger from Christchurch. Doug Kelly does yeah. ring a bell yeah. across and the years. Also the other Doug, um, Doug Caldwell, who's um, a piano player and and composer, jazz composer, who's local. Um, so they were doing a tribute concert to these two Dugs. They they were talking after the concert and we're just brainstorming and being like, I wonder if we could name enough female instrumentalists to get a whole big band listed. And they were like, wow, there's that person and that person. We could actually do this. So it hasn't been around for that long. No. And you're huge. I mean, you're doing things like you're playing charity gigs. So I'm very surprised when you say that you've only done mm. done one recording or one proper yeah. recording in that time. So you managed to get everyone in the room to, to track. Uh, what about the song selection? Sort of how did that sort of come about? We just chose some of our stronger charts that um, 
we'd been playing already. One of them was a bit more challenging at the time for us, um, Count Bubba, and that's a Gordon Goodwin tune. Um, and we were really lucky to have a workshop with a baritone sax player who, who played in Gordon Goodwin's band. Um, that was Tell me a bit more about Gordon Goodwin for the for the uninitiated. Yeah, sure. Um, so he leads a big band over in the States and it's really, really tight and a professional big band over in the States. Um, lots of swing and that's about as much as I know. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it would be awesome to see them live. I've never seen them live. So what about the other tracks on the EP? So we've got a ballad, Skylark. And um, we've got In the Stone, which is um, probably my favourite because it's quite dancey. This is an Earth, Wind and Fire tune. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When were you first introduced to Earth, Wind and Fire full stop? Probably during jazz school. I, I played briefly in a covers band that played funk and Motown music. And we, we would have started to play and listen to it around then. And that band was called Eskimo Town, which was a lot of fun. One group that I haven't touched on that you have been been part of, and I knew of, when I say back in the day, uh, I knew a couple of people who played into it, is who played in it, is Eat My Shorts. Oh, yeah. Now, just tell me very briefly, is this sort of like a, a reinvented or reincarnation of the original group, or have we got any original players? How did, how did that come about? Yeah, um, I was really lucky to be asked to play in that. Um, we had a, our first kind of, um, re- yeah, the return of Eat My Shorts in the Arts Fest recently. So the band is um, a revival of a band that had, had a local cult following um, in the 90s and they used to play a lot at the Ducks and a few other um, renowned venues. Um, there are two original players, um, Greg Bainbridge on bass, Janine Bailey on vocal, Craig Stephenson on baritone. He actually lives in Oz but he just came back for a week or so. So that was cool. It was, it was a real big kind of reunion for them all um and lots of the people who came to the concert you know they used to go to the gigs back in the day as well so it was pretty special the guest MCs were amazing we had Kelly Kahukiwa and what's his name MC Tucker XL he's got a really cool style and yeah we just had the best night so for those people who did miss it at the Christchurch Arts Festival uh are there any more performances planned or on the horizon for for eat my shorts well watch the space yeah we'll try and book something again soon because we 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 rehearsed um quite a lot leading up to that one so it'd be a shame not to and um we might be appearing in the nelson jazz festival in the summer amazing coming up amazing um i've taken somewhat of a, a diversion from uh from the All Girl Big Band, I'd be really keen to hear something uh, off that recording. So one of those tracks that you'd um, you'd like to play right now? Yeah, why don't we play my favourite in The Stone? Yeah, here we go.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Charlotte Crone on Plains FM 96.9. We have covered so much ground during this interview. It's been like a, a history tour of, of Christchurch and surrounds. But what has been your best musical memory from little Charlotte out in Ashburton to, to Charlotte today doing the interview? My memory's probably getting worse and worse as time goes on, but something to do with the all-girl big band that is going to stick in my memory for forever, I hope, was um, an amazing school concert that we did at St Andrew's College, and it was on a Friday afternoon in their chapel. And, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like much, but we really got those kids into the music, and they were all up off their seats, dancing around, and super hyped up. And apparently they had, like, dozens of students lining up for instrument lessons after that so I don't know it was just a really rewarding experience and we were all just so buzzing after it. Do you do any teaching? I do a bit of teaching at the moment I'm subbing for someone um, a brass teacher in the CSM Christchurch School of Music so I I, I travel to schools and um, each student gets a 15 minute lesson some of them are in groups and they get a bit longer and it seems like an exceptionally short amount of time. Well, they're only beginners, and, and we power through lots and lots of short pieces in that time. And actually it works really well, because they also get quite an intensive band rehearsal altogether. So it's a really encouraging and kind of invigorating atmosphere to play music instead of just locked away in your room. When you're just a beginner, it can be a bit boring or scary or like... Why am I doing this? When you give them context in, in the band setting, it's like, this is why you're practicing. I want to talk about sort of future for you. You're going to stay in Christchurch? Because, I mean, it would be terrible to lose you. But there's the rest of the world out there, someone as talented as yourself. I think Christchurch has a lot of opportunities opening up at the moment. Um, CBD was shut down for ages and... We're just getting used to like coming back and finding things and exploring and all of those empty spaces are being filled up again. So yeah, I, I think I want to hang around and I want to see what happens and while I really enjoy it when I go to other cities and I'm like, oh, this is what it could have been like living in Christchurch, taking that back home is useful because we can kind of create something we really want to live in yeah yeah is there any one that you would like to work with in the future or perhaps any place that you would like to play you've talked about nelson anywhere overseas or any festivals or anything that you'd like to get off to yeah a big dream would be to take the all girl big band um on a tour we, we have done short stints um in the north island we played in nelson um, but I would love to maybe go to a women's jazz festival overseas in, in Australia or even if we weren't playing at it, we could kind of go and experience one in the States even if we could summon them courage and the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we approach the end of the show, are there any female jazz icons that uh, you can think of um, that we could hear a track from? There's a trombonist and vocalist um, I look up to, 
just because of her pizzazz and her talent and she's so hard working. I came across her on Instagram actually of all places and through the postmodern jukebox because um, she's featured on a couple of videos with them but her name's Aubrey Logan and she plays trombone and she sings and she writes she dances she can kind of do anything um so yeah she's a she's a really awesome role model and in the all-girl big band I've got these two big stage banners um that go either side of us when we're doing a staged concert and um they have these icons of basically the same icon it, that you see on the toilet doors of the of female toilet, but um, playing a saxophone and playing a trumpet. And I've called them Aubrey and the other one Gunhild. And Gunhild is um, an amazing brass player as well. So got these two kind of female role models on either side of the band when we play. Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Thanks so much for having me and thank you for all that you do with Garden of Sound showcasing us musicians in Christchurch. It's very valuable and I'm very grateful. Thank you. Hitting something that's been known to change the weather We'll kill the fatted calf tonight So stick around You're gonna hear electric music Solid walls of sound Take it to anybody Have you seen them yet? Ooh, but they're so spaced out B-b-b-b-b-benny and the Jets She's a really key. She's got electric boots, a mohair suit. You know, I read it in a magazine. Oh, and the Jets. Oh, but they're weird, I know what I thought Oh, but the finish is a 
Time for my track of the week, and normally it's something new. Today, it's new to me. Caught up with an old friend two weeks ago, and he put me onto this genius. Anyway, I'll let the music do the talking. This is Chris Thiele with I Made This For You. Dumb-stricken urbanite Oh, parents, siblings out in the sticks Neighbors blessing that fateful night And anyone trying to hear Through the din of a boorish year And everyone singing la-la-la Fingers stuck in what's left of your ears For not giving as good as you get Thinking some good could come of it, yeah Though you may not be holding your breath As God is my witness I made this for you I made this for you Dissecting our fate For 
good-hearted sinners like us learn what's better to pray. on in our heads I could write a swath of humanity off cause of something that I just read but I don't want to fight fire with fire and I don't want to preach to the choir giving just as much hell as I get to people I'd probably like if I met so whether these days leave you laughing or crying if you're doing your best to be kind this land is as much yours as mine As God is my witness I made this for you I Okay, that is all for today. My guest was Charlotte Crone. You can find out more about what she's up to by going to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on her photo on the front page. On Charlotte's bespoke webpage, you can hear all about the artists on a Spotify playlist and you can find out about some of Charlotte's upcoming gigs. Next week, Amber Carly Williams, an up-and-coming star on the Christchurch music scene who can thank NPV and her family for helping her get there. This has been Garden of Sound presented by Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Haere rā.